Next thing you know, I'm wearing absolutely nothing except for my socks. And you know when I'm down to just my socks what time it is. What time is it, Harry? It's podcast time. Whee! Hello, I am Harry. And I'm Tim. And this is Tracks, episode 61. Big one. Big one. Six one, <laughs> as they would say. Always a big one. Yeah. Uh, Tim, carry on from where I left off. <laughs> well, you join us at the end of a really euphoric week. We've had a lovely old time, and we arrived at this episode in maybe the best moods we've ever been in. Yeah. We are a victorious pair of champs, and this is a champion podcast. Yeah. And really, there's not much else to say than that. We're winners. We're winners at this stage. Why even give the potential to mess it up? Let's just get straight into it. Flipping hell, Harry. Where the flip? Are we going to see these flippers? Hmm. Uh... Over there. Yeah. On the flip side. Hey! Ayo! Shall we begin? Let's begin. Hello, mate. I am very good, thank you, Tim. How are you? I'm bloody brilliant. Thank you very much. Good, good. Good uh, week? Fantastic week. Maybe one of the most exhausting weeks I've ever had. Yep. But... Nonetheless, absolutely brilliant. I have arrived here on what is a Saturday evening with a real old glow about my self aura, whatever. Makes thing a change. You want it? To... Yeah, I know. Normally, I'm a miserable prick, <laughs> but today I've turned up happy uh, because yeah. Are you as happy as Larry though? David. I mean, maybe <laughs> Larry David. I think I'm probably as happy as him because. If Curb Your Enthusiasm is anything to go by, he's not that happy. No. So I would like to meet this this really happy Larry, to be fair. Yeah, but he's had a lovely time. Yeah. He's had a lovely old time, is Larry. Uh, yeah, who is he? Where did that come from? Happy happy as Larry. Yeah. If anything, he's on his own, he's a Larry. He shouldn't be that happy. Interesting, yeah. Two phrases in England. Uh, international listeners may not know this. Yeah, happy as Larry is a thing, but also when someone... Like a Billy No Mate, someone who's got no friends. When you're on your own, you're a Larry. Yeah. Why? Which wasn't good for me growing up, called Harry. Yeah. Harry the Larry. Harry the Larry. I actually don't think I was ever called that, but... <laughs> Until have now. Missed a trick. <laughs> Until now, when I just walk out. <coughs> when I just walk out and make you do a podcast on your own. Just oh, to call it Harry the Larry. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hello there, guys. It's just me today. I'm going to sit here and talk to myself. Sounds like... Every other day of your life. <laughs> yeah, but it's boring as fuck. Yeah. Right, so why was it such a great week? Tell well, us a little bit more, give us a bit more information. As people who listened to last week's episode will know, and also just people from the general public will also know, this week... Okay, throwback. For the <laughs> listeners of last week's episode, you might remember a cat walked past last week. <laughs> <laughs> Two cats are walking past right now. They are trying to throw us off. We're being sabotaged. They've been doing it all afternoon. The feline population of Brighton hates tracks (laughs) and is trying to sabotage it in any way it possibly can. There's going to be a herd of them in a second. (laughs) Cats are just walking past non-stop. Um, Cat Alley. As I was trying to say, uh, (laughs) last week we had the UK general election and... As you all know, I worked really, really, really hard on this one. Um, spent eight weeks 
yeah, just out and about trying to make people do the right thing. And I'm very, 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 very proud to say that Brighton in itself, the whole country, it's debatable whether the country did the right thing or not, but Brighton very much did. This is a city that we are so proud to be part of and it made fantastic decisions and elected wonderful people to Parliament and I couldn't be more (coughs) proud. Uh, So that was on Thursday and then Thursday I was at a celebration party, Friday I was at a celebration party, this afternoon I went to sort of the opposite of celebration party because what's actually come out of the election? Yeah, while you were asleep upstairs. Oh, then. If you remember. Uh, I don't know. But we went to, an, I was at another thing and it felt very euphoric and very together. Um, I'm feeling the warm glow of a job well done. Yeah. That is how I'm feeling right now. So I'm, yeah. Apart from, uh, a, it was third, well, Friday, I guess, we had the results and it was a, a weird morning um, because I woke up and I was in a bit of a dream state still trying to check my phone. And while trying to pick up my phone, I'd had dreams that both... Corbyn had lost by a country mile and had just got absolutely torn apart. And then I'd had a dream that I'd kind of picked up my phone and found out that Labour had absolutely wiped the floor with them. And then it kind of... And then I you actually of, woke up and got somewhere in the middle. Yeah, like very much <laughs> just in the middle. Like, yeah. And I was like, so like kind of happy, but also so confused. But mainly just like, oh look, people have actually had, tried to have their say and it's been a pretty good fight. Yeah, and uh, it came close, a lot closer than was predicted. Yeah, so yeah, but and yeah, in some ways it was a defeat, but for me, I feel really satisfied. Especially I, I being in an area of such, when you look at a map of the kind of the constituencies and who they vote for, yeah, you see this bright, this hove. Um, We've got the green, green, red, green. We should it should almost be our flag. Red, at green, this stage. red. Yes, yeah, so, sorry. The other way around, yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. that. We should have that flag. Just three stripes. Yeah. Um, what a lovely idea. Yeah. We, yeah. We're really proud. And uh, I know that I couldn't have done any more. Mm. So I'm I'm really happy. Yeah. And I'm filled with love. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, I've maybe never arrived at a recording in a better mood. Good. So... Let's absolutely smash it. Are you ready to smash it, Harry? Yeah, I've had a good week, thanks. <laughs> How was your week, man? I've been ill. Man. I've been so... Everyone's ill. ill. Yeah. Literally everyone's ill. I was telling you this earlier. Off mic. Uh, like, all my housemates are ill, all my work colleagues are ill, my siblings are ill, my nieces and nephews have all got chicken pox, which is particularly horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everyone's ill. Like, literally everyone. And the sun is, like, coming out and... Harry, stopping distracted by the cat. <laughs> Sorry, it's, this cat can't it's be here. Um, yeah, I've uh, <coughs> I've got a go. cough that you're going to nice hear. demonstration for the listeners there. Some I will be able to, last week. I think I edited out pretty much all the coughs, which makes me think I'm actually worse than I was last week, which is a bit sad. But um, I've been coughing all of the time, and it's not been fun. It's uh, it's been the opposite. But I'm ready to perk up. And just get on with the episode and have fun and pretend that I'm not ill for at least an hour. Brilliant. Well, in the interests of uh, not hanging, hanging, holding, holding you up too much. I was going to say hanging you up too much, but I don't really <laughs> know what that means. to dry. Yeah. Uh, in the interest of not holding you up too much, if you are in that kind of physical state of health, I'm going to say to you, Harry, a very simple question. Do you have 
a musical highlight of the week. So my highlight is one that I actually um, kind of put off doing for the last couple of weeks. I guess last week was the first time we did a highlight in a while, and this was a close runner-up. But uh, it's getting closer to the day that this will release, and I believe, if I'm right, we're going to be doing some Glastonbury stuff, so I might not be able to say it again. So anyway, on the 30th of June this year, uh, Beach House are releasing B-Sides and Rarities album. Hmm. Yes, indeed. So it's going to be a 14-track um, compilation of songs from throughout their career, which is going to be a kind of like, a, I think it's going to be some live things, uh, maybe some songs that never kind of saw the light of day, uh, maybe some like covers, and I don't know, they haven't actually said anything. All I know is, as for my highlight, there is one release which is called Chariot, which um, I remember when it, when it came out, um, I was just saying to a friend, oh, new uh, new Beach House uh, album is out. <laughs> you laughing at a certain Beach House. <laughs> <laughs> new Beach House. <laughs> was it your friend the snake? <laughs> you about. New Beach House is out. Um, <laughs> no, it is not a snake. Uh, this is a, a friend of mine who we've recently kind of been sharing a love of Beach House together. Mm. Um, not many people I know. In fact, pretty much none. Maybe you, but not as much as... Except me. Um, me and this other person liking Beach House. And I have... You're being very coy about who this other person is, Harry. May I inquire? Uh, her name is Annie. Oh! <laughs> did you hear that echo then, by the way? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> I went so high-pitched that it's just reverberated around Tracks HQ <laughs> listeners. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Annie. She has a good music taste. Um, we might go on the podcast one day. I feel like if I ask her, she won't want to. No. I feel like everybody we ask, who is a friend or otherwise, says, but I don't have any music I like, or I don't have anything to say. Um, Why are we friends with, like, posh English people from I the Victorian era? I do not have era? any music I like. Oh, Mr. Williams, <laughs> I do not know. Oh, I do declare. I do not know any music. I went off there, but I just had to say it. But I was still, we were both going for the same era. That is the point. Our friends are not like that whatsoever. No, they're not. They're just normal I humans. wish we had at least one friend that was like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, this mutual love of Beach House, so I could share, look at this thing coming out. Um, the song's just really kind of, it's just a really pretty song. Like, a lot of their music is of the same vein. Like, they don't kind of go too far out of the box of what Beach House is with a lot of their stuff. Which I like, because they they do stretch it a bit. They'll do slower songs and sl- some slightly quicker ones, and some that are a little bit more washed out, and some that are a bit more kind of fuller. But this one is just kind of a, a pretty nice song that you can kind of have on in the background it's just nice her vocal is lovely as ever it's just a a lovely little song so the song is chariot and like i say the 30th of june a world worldwide release of and a wild ride release (laughs) (laughs) who knows what i'm saying b-sides and rarities go and get it so chariot by beach house
that was Chariot by Beach House. Tim, I believe you're going to give us your highlight. I am. I am going to do that. And I'm going to be very honest with you. As I mentioned earlier, I've been quite busy this week. So uh, I haven't listened to a lot of music. Um, It's kind of taken a little bit of a backseat, way more than it normally would. But um, when the polls closed on Thursday, it felt to me like... Do you remember that moment when you handed in your final piece of work at uni? Yeah. And it was just such a weird release and like a weight off your shoulders. And it's just like, what do I do now? Yeah. Like literally, what do I do now? And it was like relief and fear and all kinds of things. But it's mainly, I guess, because you're for so long, you've been putting so much into something and then suddenly... Yeah, you've been so amped for so long. Yeah. And just like building up to this thing. And then I must wait. It's no longer there. So when I woke up on Friday morning, while I was obviously uh, paying attention to all of the news that was filtering in, I literally, I wasn't working Friday, I wasn't really working Friday, I I was working a little bit and pretending to work, but I actually wasn't. Um, I was like, sort of left in this void, and I went and sat in my garden, it was sunny, uh, and it's it's a good little garden actually, because uh, Brighton's been really windy this week, listeners. You may not know that, but I know that. Absolutely. Um, But it's been like sunny and windy at the same time, so it's never really felt hot. But we just like block block out all the wind from our garden, so uh, it just feels hot all the time. So I went and sat in there on Friday morning and just like had a little Spotify session. And I went into like a, a sort of area of music that I never really go into. Do you know the artist Mowgli or Mowgli? Spelt M-O-G-L-I-I. No. So he's like a sort of, um, not quite sort of dance music artist, but like quite electronic, sort of chilled, things that would play in sort of dance places, but not necessarily dance music. Okay. Um, I listened to a little bit of his new album, and then I went on to a Spotify playlist thing he's got called Mowgli's New Finds, which also has a palm tree at the end of it. Uh, and I really, really... Uh, suggest that all listeners out there go and find this playlist because for me this is totally not my genre of music whatsoever I was going to say yeah. but I like totally just laid back in the sun chilled out embraced my new found sense of freedom and just thought I'm really enjoying this and I have no idea what any of it is and it's kind of got no connection to anything else I'm really interested in but it's just kind of great and there's not like, I'm looking through this playlist now, and I don't even necessarily know a single song to play because I can't remember which one was great and which one was not because it all just kind of blurred into one in a great way. Yeah. And I'm also thinking, like, I don't know what to compare it to because like, it, it's not really that similar to anything else that I like listening to, this playlist. But really, really great. And, you know... If you are just like hanging out in the sun or you're having a barbecue or you're doing summery things, I really highly recommend this because you'll probably look really cool as well because I'm looking through the artists again now as well and I never heard of a single one. And I know I'm not necessarily engaged with the kind of uh, laid back electronic (coughs) music scene, but at the same time, I feel like these are quite niche artists. So as I'm looking through this right now, I'm thinking, which song shall I play? And I don't really know, because these artists I don't recognise. 
the names of the songs I don't necessarily recognise. All I know that is when I was lying back there in the sun, in that moment where I just felt like totally free and liberated to just chill out, this playlist really just did it for me. So if you guys at home are ever in that moment, this is the one to listen to. And I'm just going to pick one completely at random to play, because I don't know what's good. I'm going to play... Hmm. So I'll give you a few names of artists and you can choose which one you like the sound of best. Go for it. Okay. Number one, Anomaly. Anomaly, okay. but like spelt wrong. Anomaly, Zach, Farash, Swell, or Remy. Um, I'm thinking either Swell or Remy. Those were going to be my choices. Okay, well, we'll go for Remy then, because it's, it's also uh, got Sampa the Great, who we do know and have heard of. Um, and it's a really like nice, chilled-out summary track. Uh, yeah. I feel like I've not got that much more to say about this, because it was so... It was such a sort of surface-level connection with this music, but I just really enjoyed it at the time. So we're going to play it. Go this for it. song is called For Good, and it's by Remy and Sampa the Great. That was Remy featuring Sampa the Great with For Good. Uh, did you enjoy that? I very much enjoyed that. Just I summary, be, I thought, Yeah, I thought it was going to be different. I thought you were going with more of a... Um, I've got a playlist called uh, the 4am Come Down playlist. I think... Which is uh, pretty... It's more kind of sound-based. There's no vocals and things for a lot of the songs. And it's just like... There's, there's plenty of that in his, this playlist that I'm discussing too. There is that kind of stuff also. We just happen to go with that particular song. It does very much go into that world. And it is... You know, without even listening to your playlist, I kind of know the vibe you're meaning. And there are some songs that sometimes you listen to them even in the middle of the day and you think, it should be 5am and I should be lying on the beach. Like, knowing that there's a hangover on the horizon. Like, there's just certain songs that uh, quintessentially capture that moment. And there are songs like that on this. But go listen to it. You'll really enjoy it. Sick. And with that, we bring an end to our musical highlights of the week. Yes, we do. On to the rest. So today, today, Harry, release day of this episode. Today. What's the date? Today is the 13th of June 2K17. Facts. Absolute facts. hashtag facts. <laughs> There's no getting away from the fact that this episode did come out, does come out, has come out, will come out on the 13th of June. And all that got us to thinking, sort of. When we realised we hadn't really given this episode enough prep, it got us to thinking, albums, eh? 
People make them, <laughs> and sometimes there's a 13th song on them. Very much sometimes. Yeah. We realised, that that was one of the interesting things, actually. I When we decided this is what we were going to do for the episode, I thought, for God's sake, this one's a right, right off. This is a filler album track. It's like, you know, though, like I say, you listen to an album and there's a song, they're like, they're just, they're just taking up time. Here. That's there to be a number. Yeah. Yeah. All it is. I thought this might be one of those, but then... When I was looking through, I had big discovery. Most albums have twelve songs. Yeah, like to an unbelievable extent, most albums have twelve songs. <laughs> I would say, as an average, ten to twelve songs for an album yeah. seems to be the thing. But so many have twelve. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to reveal to you, listeners, They're with tr- that information. Trying to reveal that people don't want us to make a podcast about 13 songs, yeah. so they, they finish it at 12. Yeah, exactly. But we decided to go out there for you, put our hard hats on, our welly boots, and everything else, and, and say... Mitten. Yes. And hunt out. We hunted and scoured for the best 13th tracks on albums that were ever made, or at least that we could find in a very minimal amount of time before we started recording this podcast. Yeah! Yeah. 13th songs. We're bringing, well, in my case, I think, we're bringing some good shit to the table. Yeah. Some of our best albums, the theme has made no sense whatsoever, so fingers crossed, this is going to be one of them too. Yeah. Take it away, Harry, with your first 13th song Right. An album. Well, surprisingly, I actually have collated a playlist of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 songs. I wish I did 13, but I went overboard. But, I mean, I'm only going to do three. So. Killed it! <laughs> um, and now it's just a, a f- like picking a 13th song on there, which is a little tricky. Um, so my first one I'm going to go with, and I'm just going to throw it out there, fuck, this is difficult, that's, okay, here is my first song, Tim, and it's a good one, and I don't know if we've ever put this on the podcast before. This song or this artist? This artist, these artists. Oh, okay. So the song. The song. Is Business Time. It's Business Mm -hmm. It's business time. I think we haven't, and it's uh, surprising because we are both massive, massive fans of this particular collective. So the collective Tim is uh, talking about here is Flight of the Concords. Yes. They are easily one of the funniest bands out there, and I say this because I don't really like comedy in music. I mean, yeah. I'm not in the way that you like it. I'm up for a bit of a laugh when I hear a song. But, uh, like, c- comedians who do it yeah. through music, I it doesn't do it for me sometimes. Because I think it's just, it's hard to do well. That sounds like some of the beginnings of their I, songs, by the way. Yeah. I think that, and uh, we should we should tee it up for people who don't know who Fight the Concords are. Yeah. They uh, were like a, they did like a two series of a sitcom yeah. where they're two musicians from New Zealand who have moved to New York to try and make it big, essentially, yeah. is the premise. Um, but for, I feel like that tee-up doesn't really explain like the surrealness of the whole thing and just like the silly humour you get in it all. <laughs> and just the fact that it's absolutely brilliant. And they're, 
what I love about it is the fact that they're kind of they're both quite um I can't think of the word, but like they they don't express their feelings or their Dry. emotions. Yeah, they're like when they're actually talking to each other, they are very kind of closed off. And yeah. then when they're actually expressing how they're feeling in a certain situation, that's when they just burst into these ridiculous songs. Yeah, and it just goes and like you feel like they should be like a you know a thirty second little skit in the middle of it, but they do full on songs like yeah, three, and on, half, three and a half, four, four minute minutes. songs, absolutely yeah. every single time. I mean, this album had fifteen songs, and the other one had I think fourteen, yeah. fifteen as well. But they're really good as well. Yeah, and they're like, coming back. Yeah, they are. I think, <coughs> as far as I know, they're making a film. Yeah, which is going to be great. If it's a series, that'd be cool as well. Um, I'd love to see them live. Yeah, like they are one of the best like double acts yeah. ever. Like yeah. in my opinion, Brett like, and Jermaine, man. I mean, they're so, it's so funny. Like yeah. the like, of course, there is also. Is it Gavin? What's his name? Murray. Murray, who is another great character from the show. Yeah, that I've seen him in. Brit. I've seen him in a few things. So this, this is one of we had to listen. We're going to let you in on something here because uh, regular. Uh, people who tune in will have known that we had Kane Strang on a few weeks ago, who is from New Zealand, which, as I say, is where Flight of the Concords are from. And every time they have a band meeting, they start it with, despite the fact that there's three people in the room, Murray says, Brit, prison. <coughs> Jermaine, prison. Murray, prison. <laughs> and when we had Kane sat in that room, I was so, so tempted to say, Kane, <coughs> yeah, or, or just one of us started and yeah. see if he carries on. Harry, you know I'm here. You can see me here. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, there's so many brilliant things about it. And if you listeners haven't gone and listened to Flight of the Concords, then just and watched Flight of the Concords, just do. They're the, it's the best. I really don't think you could be. Anyone I've shown or have told to watch it has loved it. It's an interesting thing. I it has previously been like um, one of those like acid tests of potential. Female partners. Mates. Uh, I've shown two girls actually fly the Concords and they didn't really get it. And that for me was like, right, well, see you later. Yeah, because I think yeah. we're not compatible. To like that kind of comedy, um, it's it's very important in my everyday life that they like that kind of comedy because yeah. I, I probably. I feed on that kind of thing and yeah. I I kind of that's how I try to be yeah. funny is that's the only way I'm ways. funny if you don't find them funny you never find me funny and yeah. I only like people who think I'm funny exactly yeah <laughs> or not but you know what I mean I've been quite lucky with people that I tend to like uh, usually that Flight of the Concourse as well so. yeah there's a big crossover between vegans and Flight of the Concourse fans so that works out well for you Harry for God's sake um <laughs> right, so I'm going to play business time <laughs> by Flight of the Concords, and it's going to be funny. You're going to love it. Take yeah. it away. Tonight we're going to make love. You know how I know? Because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. Tuesday night we go and visit your mother. But Wednesday we make sweet weekly love. It's when everything is just right. There's nothing good on TV. You haven't had your after work social sports team practice, so you're not too tired. So that was Business Time by Brett and Jermaine. And uh, 
Jim, give us your first pick. Okay, so my first pick comes from a genre that while we were doing our little bit of prep for this episode, we realised that within our kind of natural space of music, the indie world, indie world, uh, most of those kind of albums are not long enough. But hip-hop, as it's commonly known. Hip-hop? Yeah. Hip-hop. A lot. (laughs) You absolutely baffled me. (laughs) Hip-hop. Hip-hop. Hip-hop to hip-hop. Within that world, a 13th track, common as muck. All over the shop. Every, basically every big hip-hop album has got like 15, 16, 17 songs. Because you get skits and stuff, basically. So it pushes the track listing up. Uh, And I thought... While I was looking around, there's one album that came out this year that we somehow have failed to mention on this podcast at all. It is an artist we've spoken about multiple times before, but never played anything from this new album at all. The man himself is Kendrick Lamar, arguably the biggest hip-hop star in the world right now. Yeah. A genius, I think, uh, both lyrically and musically. And he dropped Damn this year. And we... What an oversight to have waited this long to play anything from it. I can't quite believe it myself. Because for me, of all the things that have been released this year, I think I've, pr- I've probably listened to it the most. Yeah. It's up there. It's definitely in the top few. I mean, Alexandra Saviour, who we talked about last week, I listened to her album a lot. Um, a few other... I think they're probably two. Maybe Gorillas up there too. But they're the three. <laughs> Can you name a four? The Holy <laughs> Trinity. No, it's definitely these three albums that I've been listening to the most. It's just a brilliant, brilliant piece of work. And um, one of those artists that I feel like often we need to be a little bit descriptive of what we're listening to and like sum it up for listeners because they might not know what they're getting into if they jump into their back catalogue. With Kendrick, I feel like he's such a superstar. You don't really need to say what it sounds like. You just need to say how it makes you feel. And this album just makes me feel completely empowered and excited. And like, it's one of those, I think we've discussed before, maybe. After lunch, while I'm at work, I will often have a slump. A big old slump. Where I'm just like back in my chair. It's also called a nap to some people. <laughs> but um, when I then need to like get back in the zone... <laughs> Shut up. I went somewhere else with it. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. A big Christ. old slump downstairs. <laughs> You're a dirty boy. Dirty, uh, dirty boy. Word for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't call mine a slump. I don't know about you. <laughs> Carry on quickly. Anyway, uh, when I need, like, picking up, perking up in the afternoon. <laughs> I need energising, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I will put Dan on, because I just find it a really exhilarating album. And the 13th song on the album is called God, and it's a song I really love. So I thought, I'm going to start out with that. It's a perfect starting point. It's Kendrick Lamar. Take it away. This would die for life. Some type of waving ah, ah, ah. 
that was Kendrick Lamar Harry. Take us away with number two of your <laughs> selection. Call me Kendrick Lamar Harry. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar Harry. Uh, right, so my second selection for this episode is a Tame Impala tune, which we were talking about when I picked this. I'll say what it is first. Uh, the song is Remember Me, and it is from Inner Speaker. More importantly, the collector's edition, which kind of gives me a way of getting a yeah, 13th yeah. song. It's, like, it's, right. it's a little bit of a fraud, I'm going to say. And also... Meh. But there's, there's, the other interesting thing about this is we did a covers episode, and this is a brilliant cover that is we it? didn't... Co- Come on now, you know this is a cover. Ten minutes of silence happened there, listeners, and we've just <laughs> cut it. Because we this is a cover! This is a classic cover. Well, now you say it. Now I'm, like, singing it in my head. Remember me. Yeah. Definitely a cover. Of what? Of the song called Remember Me. By who? I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> right. Listeners, you can be in on this with me. First, we're going to play a little bit of Tame Impala, Remember Me, the song that Harry has picked. And then we're going to play the song that is clearly, clearly a cover of. That he doesn't know the... No, but you do. You do. Like, everyone knows the original. I, well. I'm sure I will, because yeah. now it's ringing bells, but I'm yeah. just not sure what bells yeah. it's ringing. Yeah. There's little bell chimer men in your brain right now. <laughs> just been like, you, <laughs> you fool! this! Ding, 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 yeah. So that was um, Tame Impala with Remember Me, and then the original following uh, that was by what, Blue Boy, did you Blue say? Blue Boy, and yeah. As the second I started playing that, you knew exactly what that was. Yeah, that I is think, I, I categorically think, a <coughs> I think that's been played in The Office last week. Yeah. Which is maybe why I've selected, well, no, it's not because it's the 13th track. Uh, yeah, no, I totally did know it's a cover, just... Just a blackout. An absolute mind Complete blob. blackout. Um, because I, I think that's been an advert as well. The ding, 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 ding. That's been in an advert. I would, I would argue that despite the fact that it's from 1997, so by this stage, God, it's 1997, 20 years ago. I'm gonna cry. Um, but despite the fact that it's 20 years ago, I would vouch for the fact that the original is still more famous than the Tame Impala version, despite the fact that the Tame Impala are obviously one of the most famous bands in the world right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But both are classics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this album is um, it's a bit of a weird thing with Tame Impala at the moment. They've really blown up. And I know a lot of people that like Tame Impala, but really don't know anything about them before their, la- their latest album. Like, Currents? Yeah. I know a lot of people that came in at Currents, and they're completely wow. missing out on a lot of 
really good stuff. That I mean, is all their, their best stuff. stuff. Like um, we like prior seeing them at Glastonbury last year, like completely as a joke to sort of annoy your brother, my friend Jack, who is a huge Tame Impala fan, but earlier Tame Impala fan. We kind of pretended that a song from Currents was our favourite Tame Impala song just to annoy him yeah. a little bit, really. And singing it all the time. Yeah. Which uh, eventually he actually kind of grew to like. <laughs> nice little plug there, because it's called Eventually. <laughs> but um, mad to, that's mad to me. I don't know these people. I don't know anyone uh, who came in at that point. Just, yeah, some, some different wow. people. But I, I think mean, also they within... need to go back. <laughs> yeah, I think also within the main... For them to just grow so suddenly, I think you're going to get a lot of people that know them currently. Yeah. With currents. <laughs> um, and a lot you know, a lot of people don't go back. I mean, yeah. I know some people that are like, I haven't gone backwards, um, if I'm kind of not a big fan. Um, and I, I just know for a fact that their older stuff isn't seen as kind of much as the newer stuff. Yeah, new I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's true. Like, you know, the slowly... The gradually growing uh, popularity it makes sense that people have that entry point, but it does seem mad to me because for me, my my kind of highlight of my Tame Impala fandom was two albums ago now. Yeah. So for the fact that yeah, I like Currents more yeah. than a lot of kind of hardcore Tame fans do, but the idea yeah, me that, too. that like, could be where you come in is funny to me. I I know um, fans of Tame Impala that really don't like the third album and they they just don't listen to it but then I also have the opposites of that but um, Inner Speaker was like amazing and then as soon as kind of Lonerism came out that was building on that and it was something just as good in in my opinion it was it was brilliant as well yeah, um, yeah Currents was how, many, how long after three years after uh, I, yeah just had a completely different vibe to it and I do advise if anybody out there and it might just be friends of mine, so I'm not saying everybody that likes them now, uh, obviously. Um, but go back and listen to some of that first stuff because you might be missing out on some of the best music they, they've ever made. Absolutely. And what you will be missing out on is a track number 13, which was really good. Yeah. So we've already played it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to just tell you, Tim, bollocks <laughs> to... Uh, Give us your second pick, please. So bear with me, listeners, because I'm just picking up the laptop and I'm looking at the screenshots of all my selections I've got. So, so how many did you say you had? I picked 15. Oh, I'm nowhere near that. I'm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Just a counting 10. podcast. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Maths with Tim and Harry. Uh, the worst person to teach you maths there could possibly be. Oh, it's difficult. Do you know what I'm going to go with? Because I don't. <laughs> no. I'm looking again. I, I nearly made a decision then. I was nearly decisive, but now I've stopped being. The problem is, I'm going to be honest with you listeners, looking at this list, there is absolutely no way I'm going to tee you up with a new artist this week. Like something that you've never no, heard before. Really. Someone you don't know before. Um... I'm going to go where it's inescapable. As I look through this list, probably my favourite song by almost definitely my favourite band ever is in there. So I can't really do anything but play it. Okay, so you're going to pick the thing that earlier you said, I can't do this again. 
What was that? Charlatans. No, it's not. Charlatans are not in the list. Ooh. In 1979, <clears throat> one of the greatest artists who ever lived, ever existed, put out their debut album. They're called The Specials. The album was also called The Specials. And it was so rammed with the greatest music and the greatest message you could ever dream to listen to. It's just a masterpiece and it's just everything every album should ever aspire to be like. But number 13 is a song that, for me, in some ways, like the riff at the very beginning is almost not specialsy at all. And I kind of love that about it. It almost reminds me of like the Fleetwood Mac Formula One song at the beginning. Like, it's not like that, but it's a little bit like that. In that it's like, it feels removed from the rest of the song. Um, I love the, like, the speed of the vocals through it. I love the, I love the way that they, that it's kind of shouted just before it kicks into the chorus. I love the down, 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 I just love everything about it. It's my favourite special song. And every time I see them live, once, do you remember way back in the day, uh, never mind the Buzzcocks, when they had a permanent presenter? Yeah called Mark Lamar. Of course. I sang this song with Mark Lamar once at a specials gig. Yeah, you've... Have well, I talked actually, about this? No, you talked about it in the very first episode, but we didn't use it. Really? Yeah, we did okay. favourite songs, and we, we never put that out. Wow. So, yeah, this is one of my favourite songs ever. Um, and, yeah, I was, like, stood outside a toilet. A lady's toilet, but we I was waiting for my girlfriend at the time. I wasn't just, like, loitering like a weirdo. I don't know what Mark was doing there. <laughs> I mean, no one says cast aspersions, but he was very much stood outside a lady's toilet. Waiting. Yeah. But I was, yeah. So, you know that feeling when you go to a gig like just one other person, and then they go for a wee? Yeah. And then a song you really like plays, and you're just kind of, like, looking, looking around, around, like, Come on. I like this one. Come I'm back. <laughs> And you're looking around, just like, come on, I really like this one. Someone dance with me. Come back and enjoy it. And then I was just like, I was like sort of grabbing a man on his shoulder and like just hugging people. And I turn around and it's like, yeah, Mike Lamar. And then we just... Did you do that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Mike Lamar. I I think I literally said, you're Mike Lamar. And then like, you'll hear the, the verses are quite like fast. And he did, he was word perfect in every single verse. He clearly absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. The song is Little Bitch. And it's one of the best special songs there are by one of the best British bands who ever lived. You're going to love it. This is track 13 from the specials. Little Bitch. One, two! If you ever hear a have it and a bit like uh, my musical highlight of the week last week I love the fact that after we'd played that we're both just like singing the little riffs and like singing the chorus like it's, it's that catchy it's that brilliant song. it's a classic that was the specials with Little Bitch and Harry take us into your third and final pick we did that together oh, we did we're so adorbs 
adorbs, baby cakes. You just don't know, no. How I, I, how I like that low, low. What did that mean? Uh, I think it's oral sex. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, I mean, I thought that, but I thought maybe it means they love each other in another way. Maybe no. they have, maybe they offer each other flowers. Down Interestingly, below. it's about bad oral sex as well, isn't it? You just, just don't want, know. Yeah. I just want you to know that I think our love will grow. We'll take this step by step because there's one thing that I know. No, because I'm not something you own. Is, is the last it? Right line. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'll sing different words and I throw <laughs> Uh, right, so my third and final pick is from an album that I think is one of the best albums, the best collection of songs from start to finish in every single way. Um, front to back, the cut, like the physical cover, the the way it looks, the way it sounds. I think it's one of the best, and I will. This will always go down as one of my favorite albums. The album is "The Suburbs" by Arcade Fire. Great band. And interestingly, I they're a band I've seen live a few times, and I've really, really loved them every time. And each time I've kind of tried to uh, go back and listen to their studio records. And The Suburbs is the only one that I can really latch on to. Yeah, well, I, I should say, um, this for me, of all their albums, it's the only one I really listen to, of all of them. I gave Reflector a go because I was in I was into Arcade Fire after the suburbs and then reflect came out and I gave that a go but um the suburbs is kind of the the one song it's like their theirs. masterpiece I think and like they've just it put is, yeah. they've just put out a new single that I don't, or I also don't like I haven't heard and, it and I'm I'm going to I'm going to call out a man who we've uh, respected many times on the podcast before, but his name is Steve Lamack, and he's a six music presenter. And I said this to you earlier cuz it's been bugging me for weeks. He keeps calling them the arcade fire. Yeah. Live on the radio, they're not called the Arcade Fire. But is he doing it like they call them the Arsenal? No, he's calling them the Arcade Fire, like that's their actual name, and it's mm. bugging my nuts off. Just <laughs> bugs around me nuts. They're making them come off. <laughs> that's not it. Hey, first one, maybe. Yeah, sixty-first episode. I've done a that. snort. Yeah. Um. So I'm just gonna. I mean, I could be here forever. I mean, I couldn't. There's a finite number of tracks on here. But um, some of the tracks I love, uh, The Suburbs, Modern Man, Rococo, uh, Suburban War. And then we go to Sprawl 1, Sprawl 2, all like incredible tracks. You know, the other ones are good too. But those are like my standout ones. And then we have the 13th track. And I was, I had a little buzzy excitement bit when I saw that this was the 13th earlier. The song is We Used to Wait. And um, Annie, who I've mentioned earlier, Arcade Fire's her like, favourite band. And uh, and I showed her, do you remember uh, the... So you could type in your postcode yes. online. Yes, I remember this video. When this is came it still out. going now? Yeah, yeah, you can do it wow, now. Wow, because like, that was like... When it first came out, it was so revolutionary. Explain to the listeners what it is. Sorry, I've just butted in, but I, I was so excited. Um, I'd forgotten about well, it completely. Well, it's this era. Uh, and he said, you're just trying to find out where I live. <laughs> because basically <laughs> what great. happens is... You put in your postcode, I think you might put in your, uh, the, the number, I can't remember. But um, suddenly all these windows start popping up on your computer and the song starts playing. So it's like a kind of interactive kind of uh, music video. And uh, these birds start flying about and then suddenly this other window pops up and you see a little man running across kind of um, like a Google 
maps image or of streets and stuff. And then maybe a few, well, it depends how much you know your area, but you'll start to notice that this is yeah. where you live and you'll see the man running across the streets and, um, and they'll do some panning shots of like roads and stuff near you. And you're like, holy shit, this is where I, this is, this is my area. And then like it kind of will end up outside your house on the, like the little map thing. And, uh, it's like one of the coolest videos ever that I will always remember. Yeah. Like, it's just a fun little experience. I really it? want to do it again now because I, yeah. I remember at the time <coughs> being, I remember at the time just being like so excited by it. I'm yes. just like, I can't believe it. 2003, I think it was 2010 actually that this album came out. And that, seven years ago that. So. It was mad. We, I, we hadn't yeah. kind of seen that kind of thing before. Yeah, I was at uni and I think someone like put it in one of their presentations because I did like digital media and that kind of stuff and someone was like, look at this, how did they do this? It, yeah. was, it just felt like, yeah, beyond the realms creepy. of possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but brilliant. Now we know so. it's very like, it's, I mean, it's really easy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, at the time we were like, how, <laughs> I mean, you write in your postcode at the beginning, but we're like, they know where I live. Like, yeah. Who else knows where I live now? Um, it was really weird. But I mean, getting onto the song as well, it's just, yeah. it's an amazing it's song. And I, I haven't seen them live um, and I would really like to. I don't know if, I don't think they're at Glastonbury. They're playing think, at, um, in Copenhagen. Yeah, I don't think they're at Glastonbury, but they That's are really, thing. like I say, I, ne- I don't necessarily ever go and listen to them, uh, you know, from Spotify or iTunes or whatever it is. Mm. Like they're not necessarily a band that I'm drawn to, but whenever I know that I'm at a festival where they're playing, I will always make sure I go and see them because they're an incredible live band. They're, I mean, at times it can feel like they're about a thirty-piece. Yeah, there's a big there's load of them. A there. million of them, but and they make such a. I feel like making like such a big sound doesn't do justice to how kind of beautiful it is. It's like seeing, you know, a, an orchestra. Yeah, it's like that. Everyone's so in sync and so perfectly, like together in that moment. It's a real, it's a real kind of spectacle to see, and it it kind of hits you, like musically, really hard. Even if you sort of ignore the lyrical content and everything else, it just it just feels special to be there witnessing it. And like I said, I yeah, from that point of view, I really really love them, despite the fact that. How often I ever go and listen to Arcade Fire is minimal. This album certainly yeah. I, I put on a lot. It's kind of now become my train music, my underground music as well. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna play this tune, and uh, you're gonna love it. And, uh, and then we're gonna come back and do your third. So here is We Used to Wait. It's by Arcade Fire from the album The Suburbs. I used to ride. I used to ride. that was We Used to Wait by Arcade Fire. Uh, Tim, third final pick, please. So the third and final pick, obviously, listeners, you know that we do this podcast for you. You are the most important people in our lives. But also, this final pick, I'm not doing for you. I'm doing it very much for the people sat here right now on a Saturday night in this studio, because what I know is from these 10 songs, this is the one 
that we will dance to the most. It's a band we've played many times before, or at least a few times before. And it's a band who we love from way back in the day. It is the 13th song from an album called Hats Off to the Buskers. The band are Scotland's very own The View. (coughs) The song is called Wasteland. And really, I mean, maybe I'll just quickly ask you, what is it that you love about this particular song, Harry? Because I know we really both love this. Um, The speed and trying to get all the lyrics and not really being able to do them all as hard as you try. Although it has been a while since I I could once do it, but not anymore. There's the two songs on this album which have the the exact same uh, sing-along capacity, which is this and Skag Trendy. Where you're both like, yeah, I don't know, know what that do. <laughs> you're just like you're just saying noises in a Scottish accent, but you don't yeah. really know the words you're saying. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but like a brilliant, brilliant song. And I suppose in some ways, actually, the beginning is quite similar to uh, the specials, little bitch. I just love that. Dun. Like the instrumental at the beginning is so good and so like uh, enticing. It gets you right into it straight away. You're like, right, I, I know where this is going straight away and I just fucking yeah. love it immediately. I remember I've seen The View. Yeah, I've seen The View maybe 10, but, yeah, 12 I, times. But I had forgotten until recently. I remember I saw them at uh, Concord 2 uh, quite a few years back now. Was that on Halloween? Mm, I believe it might have been at a great escape. They did like a oh yeah, I, was at, I think like. I was at that too. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I saw them there once on Halloween too, and they dressed up. That was cool. That yeah, sounds cool. Kyle was a ghost. I seem to remember. Just couldn't see him. Just a floating. <laughs> there was just a voice. Just I, a actually, they mic. just put the CD on. They were all ghosts. <laughs> great idea. <laughs> uh, no, the other one. That's my memory. Like, because Kyle, the lead singer, uh, he's Crazy. sort of. The notoriously quite boozy one, I think. Like, he's a bit of a tearaway. Yeah. And I think everyone else, despite the fact that they're still a bit mad, are a bit more sensible. And, like, everyone else had, like, quite well-conceived and complex costumes. And he did... Kyle just did the full-on, like, a sheet over his head. And then, like, the second song just took it off and was just wearing normal clothes again. Of course. I think a full Adidas tracksuit, as really? he had on. Uh, maybe that was a Halloween costume too he'd come dressed as Mike Skinner uh, but it was a great set <laughs> the cat's back listeners so we're going to go it's straight so into it this is The View with Wasteland So you have it, that was The View with Wasteland. And that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. Yeah, it's been a lovely little show. You enjoyed yourself? I did enjoy myself. Did you enjoy yourself? No. I saw to the listener, actually. Um, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I was here, so I must have. Who knows? You'll Aren't see I? when I listen back. Have you ever uh, listened back to an episode that you thought you were like a bit annoyed and bored while you were recording it, and then it sounds like you're really enthusiastic? 
Um, I know there's ones I don't think will be that good, and they are. So, yeah. similar to that kind of thing. Because everyone's good. Yeah. Every single one is good. Yeah. Listen to the whole catalogue, listeners. There's loads of them now. Some and they're goodies. all bloody brilliant. Because we're brilliant at what we do. Thank you <laughs> so much down. for tuning in. Uh, we're going to sign off this week's episode by saluting a man who, uh, from way, 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 way before we even started this podcast, was a bit of a hero. Harry's just done a dribble, listeners. He dribbled. No. He Don't dribbled. dribble. I never dribble. You heard him gulp and dribble. I'm a, I haven't dribbled. It's also the name of his new bar and club night. Gulp and dribble. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't <laughs> it felt like it made sense at the time. <laughs> it uh, felt like a funny. Yes. Before we started, there was a man. His name was Kanye West. And he was a musical hero of ours. Who's that? This week, he turned 40... 40 years old. 40, 40. 40, 40. The opposite of 2020 vision. He turned 40, 40 years old. He's 80. 40 years old. An unbelievable age for a man still so cool. Um, Yeah. And we're going to finish this episode this week by saluting him, first of all, with the 13th track from my personal favourite Kanye West album, which is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So... There's two lines of reasoning why. And also, the third reason is it's really kind of brilliantly political and feels quite relevant right now. The song is Who Will Survive in America. It's got the Gilher and it's got... Uh, I've forgotten the word for a voice thing. The opposite of instrumental. Uh, acapella? Vocals. Oh, right. Things. Who knows? It's late, listeners. We We met... Nine hours ago to record this episode, and we want to do it early so we can just get it done, knock it on the head, and go home for a nice evening. Exactly, but Harry had a nap. That's not true. You went off. (laughs) Let's not go there right now. I didn't just be like, Tim, I need a nap, and then we're going to do it after. I mean, you did a little bit do that. No, I didn't. You went off half an hour, so I had a nap to be more sprightly. Uh, The point is, this is Kanye West with Who Will Survive in America. I've been Tim. And I have been Harry. This has been Track Show. You've been our lovely listeners, and thank you for being here. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Us living as we do, upside down. And the new word to have is revolution. People don't even want to hear the preacher's mill or spiel. Because God's whole card has been thoroughly peeped. And America is now blood and tears instead of milk and honey. Woke up one night, digging